this is kind of going to be the new flagship show. The amount of time you spent in Posternak's office freshman year because of how much trouble you were in, you deserve getting the face of the advisor. <laughs> You're a freaking duchess. Nobody gives a shit what the Duchess of Sussex thinks about BLM protests. I'm sorry. I don't care what you think. Hey, hey, I led the team in OBP this year. Just saying. Do not! Not on my podcast! Not today! And now, not live and not in front of a studio audience, the TBR Morning Show! Alright, well, it's good to be back. Uh, For those of you who are listening once again, welcome back to TBR's edition of The Morning Show, formerly known as the Robbie Carpentier Morning Show. Um, I'm Robbie Carpentier, obviously. And uh, I'm joined by TBR Stallworth and one of my personal best friends, Seth Hellman. Seth, welcome back. Thanks, Carp. It's great to be back. I'm really excited that we're doing this again. It's good to, you know, it's nice to get to see you for an extended period of time during the week. You know, especially like we used to spend so much time together in high school, you know, because it'd be like we'd see each other every day. If we both had the same lunch, we'd eat together. We were in the same advisory, so we'd see each other for like, you know, so... It's nice to like have that scheduled, you know, get to talk to you time for, you know, a couple of days a week. So I'm, I'm real excited. How's, uh, how's the past couple of days been? I know it's been busy. You just got back from uh, Shinnecock. So how was the, uh, how was the drive up? How was getting your stuff up? What did you guys end up doing? Well, there? busy doesn't begin to cover it, right? Because, well, I will say this. I've worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week, essentially, for the last six months. Um, a light week would be 50 hours. I'd say, like, is that legal? I mean, because like, I don't know. Probably. So, <laughs> I, were you at least getting paid? Here's the thing: were you getting paid? No comment. So, <laughs> so what you're telling me is you had an unpaid internship and you were working eighty hours a week? No, no, no. All right, no, 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 no. My internship, no, no, no. My internship was paid. My internship okay, was a paid. Okay. I wasn't. I was sorry. Um, it wasn't a question like, were you getting like paid? Paid as in like, were you getting a fuck ton of money? No, this was a question of like, were you just like but, getting a paycheck every week? No, there were times. Let's say like, all right, I was always taught. I was brought up very, very much. I'm sure in the same way you are, Seth. Your boss, you know, you're on the schedule for your first day, seven o'clock. What time are you showing up? 650 probably at least right right right. latest would be 650 give yourself 10 minutes yeah so i would show up like six i i i was brought up by the vince lombardi i guess mantra like if you're not 15 minutes early or late or whatever it was um so i was up like 645 the first couple days and one of my like supervising professionals pulled me over and was like what are you milking the clock like you're milking the clock i was like no, I, I i guess i don't know i was just trying to be early he's like never ever like clock in when you're not on the schedule like blah, blah blah so like i did it so if i was on the schedule like seven to four but they needed me to stay till eight your boy was done <laughs> on the schedule at four but I, I stayed till eight like it was there was some weird stuff like that uh but it was fun uh in terms of logistics on the way back i mean yeah, my grandparents came out and visited me, and we we packed up. I showed them around the place. It's a very, like, restricted, exclusive 
club, you know, I mean, top three club in the world. Um, and so it's very difficult. Like if they wanted to come see me in like the middle of July and like wanted to see the club and the course, they just couldn't like not allowed on property, not allowed to take pictures, not allowed to walk around. Like it would just be almost impossible. So it worked out so nice that they came when the place was closed. We could just go around and, you know, take some pictures, look, essentially trespass. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was good. So, um, and then they helped me load up and we came home and now we're here. Yeah. So we were supposed to launch the podcast. What Monday was supposed to be our first day with it on air. And now it's going to be right. Wednesday, right? Yes. Two days late. I'm not bad. That's pretty good. That's early. Yeah. I mean, I would, we're, we're both, I mean, you, your, your schedule is definitely lightened up now, but, uh, um, yeah, I, have nothing. You know, I would say you know, my, my schedule is still pretty busy being a, uh, a college student. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, you go I, to college. Go yes, to yes, this is true. We should say this. We should say this. Carp is still doing college. It's just, I'm actively doing college and he's, <laughs> I'm passively doing it. <laughs> Uh, whatever but yeah all right well so we're back um yeah i mean we had some i sent you an agenda right yeah a couple days ago let's look at that what did it say hold on i texted it to you i mean we got a couple of things one of these things we're gonna actually get into an argument about which is nice because it used to be you and brandon getting into an argument about something and then i'd just kind of be sitting there and you know, I'd get into certain stuff, like especially the sports stuff. This is going to be something where I edge away from the sports and actually like get into a debate with you. So at first, I think that we have a discussion about John Gruden and his whole emails situation over there with the NFL. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. All right, let's uh, we'll pause for whatever, 10 or 15 seconds. We'll be right back for that uh, Gruden segment. Sounds good. All right, so we're back. Hope you enjoyed the little music selection. Full disclosure, the music selection hasn't been selected yet. So you guys are hearing this before I currently in current time have heard what the music is. It's going to be a fun little surprise. Yeah, wait. Oh, on that on that topic real quick two two couple show logistic questions for for the producer one i don't know if you know this but we'll talk about this screw it we're gonna talk about this did you get the the <laughs> the company diktat kind of from upper management or no no regarding no, the new shows absolutely not i would never get such a thing you didn't no hold on here we go uh, here we go. Yeah, no, he sent like a company diktat. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about Brendan Willis, obviously. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you, no, you gave us a calling him up for management again. Like, is this going to be a thing again? No, I mean, it's lighthearted. I, I mean, it is a joke. Right. If he takes it seriously, he takes it seriously. Whatever. I mean, we'll talk about it, I guess. We'll have him on if he is upset with upper management. I mean, he'll just tell me, like, dude, don't call me that anymore, which whatever. I mean, at the time when that started, there was serious beef. Now it's just, now it's just a joke. I use it as a joke. But so, yeah, so upper management sent me a thing. It says accompanying each re- episode release, which like, whatever. I mean, tell us how to run our episode much, but that's fine. So it says one promotional story repost from Spotify. 
Okay. It says one promotional feed post with episode number, show topics, one recap clip from each episode. Okay. I don't mind that. I like both of those things. There's another one that says one highlighted clip posted to TikTok and Instagram reels, which whatever. Again, these are all things that he wants us to do, which I'm all for, but I just don't know how to do. So whatever. And then another one that says one promotional email sent to email list with link to episode highlighted clip and embedded in a message. I, I can do that. people that are going to do this. I can Does do he the, expect us to do this? I believe so. Because <laughs> I have no fucking clue how to put stuff on TikTok, man. No, no, no. I mean, TikTok, I think he means like send me like one clip, you know what I mean, from your show. Oh, so I just got to be like, yo, check from minute yeah, X. from minute, minute one yeah. to six or whatever. I, I, please. I don't know the TikTok things or whatever. But then there's – I can do the email. Like I'll type up the email or whatever. And then there's another one that says full-length video recording of episode uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> So, I mean, I hope I, I, mean, guess, I hope he's gonna is, edit it. I hope he has editors. This is I don't when, like when you that. wave. This is when you wave to YouTube. Hello. I guess Hi, you can see. YouTube. It's a good thing I put on a baseball hat, huh? Well, better than your toupee or whatever you usually go with. <laughs> but so yeah, so that, that's what we're doing. So those are the show logistics, I guess. Now and, and for those people that think that this show is recorded in the morning, like we used to get kind of like people be like, dude, how did you not talk about this story? This happened in the morning. We record the night before. We're not secretive about it. I mean, you technically know, we recorded in the morning before. We've gone well into the late hours of the you know, or early hours of the morning, whatever you want to call it. But the TBR morning show is recorded Tuesday night for Wednesday morning. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, don't be upset when we're like, oh, it's going to be 73 and sunny and then like tornado hits. Like, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? But got an old sky going. So we talked show logistics when we were supposed to talk Rudin. So let's just let's go into Rudin. Seth, I believe you had had that kind of. Yeah. So Gruden, essentially, I I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you don't know who John Gruden is. I don't know how you found TBR if you don't know who John Gruden is, Um, but he was now was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Essentially, there were a bunch of emails that he had sent that had gotten leaked regarding the head of the NFL Players Association, who is a black guy, and basically called him like a monkey and said all these other racist things and a bunch of homophobic things. You know, basically your run of the mill like, oh, hey, X celebrity got caught with their tweets or X celebrity got caught with their emails. It's all this and such. You know, your your basic run of the mill stuff. You know, the stuff that we're used to seeing at this point, right? And because of this, he uh, stepped down, you know, realistically got fired, but officially stepped down. Uh, Raiders, I think, have won their last two games. I don't remember if they won this week or not. I know that they won the first game without him. Um, But, you know, it, it was one of those things where it was like Derek Carr came out and was like, look, you know, what he said was terrible. But at the same time, this guy's gone to bat for me for the past, you know, three, four, however many years he's been the Raiders coach now. You know, I've spent time with him i went you know it was like you know gone to weddings with him and stuff you know like you know spent good quality time with this guy now all of a sudden he's gone right so like it sucks for the players that all of a sudden they've lost their coach but at the same time if you're a player on that team and the coach is making racist comments yeah you know i feel like there's probably a lot of guys on that team that aren't exactly uh upset to see him go right you know don't let the door hit you on the way out type of thing um but i mean look it's kind of the the 
day and age that we're in, you know, you 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 mess up on your emails that you, you know, or you say something in your emails that you think is private, and all of a sudden it's public information, and then you lose your job over it. Now, granted, am I yeah. really crying myself to sleep over John Gruden losing his, his job? No, absolutely not. The man's made millions and millions of dollars. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Yes. Um, do I think he deserved to lose his job? That's tricky, right? That's tricky. Um, I Because I, I, I believe that everything he said in those emails was wrong. I think that, you know, there's a place for maybe an apology. Yeah, my language. The question is, does he, right? Like, is he a true racist at heart? Is he a true homophobe at heart? Yada, yada, yada. I mean, we got to remember... He has the first openly gay active NFL player on his roster, right? Michael Sam was the first openly gay NFL player to be drafted, but not on a roster, right? He got cut. To Gruden's point, he stopped. But um, he has Carl Nassib on his team. And he was highly complimentary or tative. I don't know. Whatever. English majors, go fuck yourselves. But um, <laughs> he was... He was highly complimentative of Carl Nassib throughout the season. He was highly supportive of him when he came out, right? So look at the guy's actions, not what he says. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, when he talks about Michael Sam and those things, he said that the NFL pressured Jeff Fisher into drafting Michael Sam. There's legitimate mm. ev uh, evidence to suggest that that is a true statement, right? Yet he did use some other homophobic slurs i guess i think when describing the nfl commissioner um that yeah, probably me, shouldn't be used and i don't know it's very tricky does he deserve to lose his job here's the other thing i'm sorry Seth. the the last thing is what did they say they were gonna look through sixty thousand emails yeah which is an insane amount of emails like right, who the, the original hunt what was the original hunt for it was to, to i i don't know the wrongdoing within the Redskins organization and their harassment behind the owner oh. and that whole environment with Dan Snyder. Right. And so you're telling me that they look into that, right? They find the owner, they blah, 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 blah. But I, I think there's a larger conspiracy at work, right? And this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is just, yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. And so I think that the NFL was like, you know what, here's John Gruden, a rah-rah, tough guy, football, you know, essentially everything that's wrong in 2021, right? This is a white guy, wealthy, and a football jackass, right? Hard ass. Let's use him, right? We, we know he did something wrong. Let's leak these emails, these Gruden emails, even though we're investing in the Redskins. Let's leak these Gruden emails, and then people will forget about what was going on with the owner of the football team. You know what I mean? It just seems yeah. kind of like there's 60,000 emails that you investigated sexual harassment, and we heard about John Gruden being a racist instead. It seems a little like, hey, look over here while we bury these. I don't know, because I think right. that there's more organizational problems at large. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you, do you think there's any merit to that? I mean, it, it, it does seem a little bit odd, um, but at the same time, like, he said this stuff, you know, like, I, I'm not defending John Gruden. I don't want to. No, not. I, I don't think that you're coming off as that either. I don't support one word he said. Not one.
everything, whether it's the comments on DeMarie Smith's lips, whether it's the stuff he said about Michael Sam. I, I agree that Michael Sam was never good enough to play in the NFL. Whether it's the homophobic stuff he said about him, absolutely not. I, I totally, totally don't support any of that crap that Gruden said. I just think that the NFL is using Gruden as a scapegoat. I think there's more to this story is all I'm saying. Well, I, so if I was, you know, to hop on the conspiracy theory, first off, there is something to be said for the fact that, like, as much as I think it's not necessarily the most politically correct thing to say, I think that saying that people got pressured into drafting Michael Sam, like that in and of itself was not a fireball offense. Like when you look at it and you see the kid got drafted and never like barely even made a practice squad, right? Like there's something there where, you know, and you know, sure. There's going to be people who are like, Oh, he didn't make it because he was gay. You know what? I, we're not, it, we weren't in those rooms. You know, we, we don't, we're not in a spot to say whether or not, you know, what, what happened there. All I'm saying is like, if the guy really was good enough, he would be on an NFL squad. That's what I think that, you know, that's what I'm assuming. Right. And so he didn't make an NFL squad. So I don't think that it's totally wrong for Gruden to make that, you know, assumption. Like, I don't think that that's a fireable offense. What I will say is that on the scapegoat train, I think that there's no way that John Gruden is the only guy in the NFL that has said things like this. There's no way that he's the only person who sent email like this, right? There's got to be more. There's way too many people that work in the NFL for him to be the only one, right? So what I would assume is that the NFL decided, hey, this is the most high profile guy who said something like this. Why don't we go after him, get him out of here so that it looks like we are, you know, cleaning house of all of these things. And then people will focus on that. And we don't have to worry about these 60 other guys who have said the same stuff and 10 guys who have said even worse. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. There was other crap about like when Michael Sam came out there were players or when he was drafted there were a lot of players that made awful awful comments about him um that never that stuff got buried up too you know and they played in the league right. i don't know if it was i'm trying to think of who it was but it was horrible stuff um yeah no i remember specifically yeah. guys saying that they didn't want an f word in the locker room with them yeah they used that word, but they also used things like fairy. They used they used a lot yeah. of terms. I, re I remember reading it recently, and I listen to – I mean, you know, I listen to a lot of – I take I take in a lot of media, a lot of media. Like, I love news. I love it all. Um, and so I've heard every opinion there is to hear about John Gruden, you know. Like, I never thought I'd turn on the radio after John Gruden gets fired for all that stuff and hear somebody defending him. But, like, I did. You know what I mean? Then I turned on the radio the next day or my podcast the next day and I heard somebody going after him. Um, and I've taken a lot of media. So I've heard everything there is to hear about this story. And to me, I just think there's a little bit more. Um, and I think that I think that players and coaches in these leagues are the sheep. And I think that the owners and the commissioners are kind of the herders. And I think that that's always how it will be. I forget who made that analogy years ago. It might have been Bob Ryan, the ex-Globe writer, or somebody. But they always said that. That kind of the puppeteers can pull the strings the way they want and make 
the stories unfold the way that they have to. You know what I mean? Like if it's going after Coach Gruden or if it's whatever. And I don't want to say going after him because, again, he what he did was wrong. But if you watch some of the videos and stuff of Gruden throughout the years, you know, he he hugs his black players and he loves them. And he says all these things and they like him. Like watch these videos. And so I guess this leads to a – well, let's get a little f- philosophical here. I heard this debate recently. What, uh, what person is the true person? Is it how you act when you're talking to somebody, right? Like as if I'm out in public and I treat the little guy great, you know what I mean? But then I go behind his back and I'm an asshole about him. Well, which person am I really? Am I the person that when I'm with them, you know what I mean, is caring and whatever? Or is it the person behind closed doors? You know what I mean? Like it's always, it's always tricky. Are you the person – do you act the same way when people can see you that than when you're alone, when their eyes aren't on you? Do you know what I'm saying, Seth? Or is that that's yeah. stupid? I mean, I know it sounds stupid because I'm it, saying is, it, but are you in public the same person that you are behind closed doors? Exactly. And does it matter if those are different people? We're does getting really deep for Which, for, for a morning oh, show. This is really deep debate. Um. Fuck, that makes you know it's true. You really got to think about that one. Does it does it matter? Yes. It it depends. Well, if every time I'm in public, I treat people nicely because I'm in public. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What do you mean? So, like, are you saying that like if Gruden, if Gruden has, this is what I'm saying. I'll clarify. If Gruden, you know. was brought up right and his dad always made comments about gay people and said that it was wrong and yada 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 right so he was brought up to think that being gay is some moral injustice right like let's just assume that based off of those emails and whatever he doesn't agree with it as a philosophical sense but he can put it to the side and say whatever can they play football that's all that matters to me you know what i mean i want him on my team and I like him as a person. I disagree with his life choices. So then he says those things, you know, where he uses that word and he's a little insensitive or I guess a lot insensitive, you know what I mean? To the home homosexual community and all that. But at the end of the day, when he's around Carl Nassib, he treats him like an upstanding member of society and he treats him like any other person that he meets and comes across. Does so it think- matter what he says behind closed doors then? If There's he's treating two- Carl Nassib wonderfully there's two ways to look at this the first one is there's situation a which is in public you're super nice to people right no matter who they are and then behind closed doors maybe you use the slurs against gay people and maybe you say the n-word with a hard r right but when you're out in you know you're doing your work and things you treat them like normal people you don't you know you don't look at them and say, oh, that's a black guy, so I'm going to treat him worse than if he was a white guy or, or, oh, that's a gay guy, so I'm going to treat him worse than he was a straight guy and give them the same opportunities, right? Like if you're saying those things behind closed doors, but then you're not acting upon them actively, then I don't care if you're using – like, you know, obviously I think that it's wrong and I don't personally use those words. That being said, if you're not treating the people wrong, then I'm, I don't think that there's an issue. But I think that there's an issue if 
outside you're presenting being super inclusive and, you know, nice to people of all races, genders, creeds, whatever. But then behind closed doors, you're saying this stuff. And then you're also secretly like, you know, maybe you pay your black wide receiver three million less than he deserves, but you pay your white wide receiver three million more than he deserves. Right. Like if that's what you're doing, then I think that that turns into an issue. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Let me ask you this. Is Gruden a bad guy? I don't know. I don't know him. I can't make that judgment. Would you have fired him? I, I, if I knew, yes, because if I knew that, I would have had to. Because it's the safe play today? Or would you have fired him because you feel that he's a bad guy? Right? I'm asking. asking, I think it's easy to fire him. Hold on. Hold on. I think it's easy to too, because I don't want the negative PR. Agreed. Like, I, I agree. think it's super easy to f- fire him because I don't want the negative PR. But I feel like, you know, I think that what Derek Carr said was really telling, right? What he said in his press conference about how close they were, right? To me, like, if you're Derek Carr, you don't want to see your coach go. You want to see him get the opportunity to repent for his sins, try and make up for it. Absolutely. And that's all I'm asking. Have we now in 2021, have we gone too far where you screwed up 10 years ago when things were different, right? You screwed up 10 years ago and that comes out now. Do you not have a chance to apologize? Do you not have a chance to prove that you've changed? Yeah, I mean, again, I haven't read all of the emails. I don't know the specific dates of the emails. I have never personally met John Gruden. I don't know anybody who knows John Gruden. You would have fired him. I probably would have fired him. But if I actually knew him and I thought he was a good guy, then, like, yeah, I would take the bad PR for giving him the opportunity. Like, the thing that bothers me about this is, like, he gets to go off and do this stuff, but Malcolm Jenkins still has a job. Deshaun, uh, sorry, Deshaun Jackson still has a job. I was right? going to get to the hypocrisy of the NFL momentarily. Ray Rice is on TV every day. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's like, you know, you have these guys, you know, Deshaun not Watson. Not Ray Rice, and, Ray Lewis. Not Deshaun, yeah. Uh, well, Ray Lewis Adrian is a different Peterson. story. Ray there's Rice. names, dude. Kid, there's names. Yeah, Adri- Adrian, names. Adrian Peterson was still able to get a job. Ray Rice, uh, pretty, uh, was, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, right, but wasn't, wasn't like, hey, you're fired. You know what I mean? Ray Lewis potentially murdered somebody in his on Monday football every day. That, yeah, that's I a little bit different. That, that's a potentially. That's like like Snoop Dogg, bro. Snoop Dogg killed may somebody. May have killed somebody. He was never convicted of killing anybody. Please, that is so whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't. <laughs> but exactly. Right. But to that's get back the to the point, point there are the these guys who have made these bullshit anti-Semitic comments and still have jobs in the NFL. And meanwhile, Gruden says something anti-gay and racist and all of a sudden he's out right because it's this performative bullshit for lack of a better word where it's we're gonna make ourselves look clean and clean our conscience by screwing over this one guy and not giving him a chance to fix himself because to me so then you do think there's merit to my conspiracy yeah absolutely absolutely okay thank you you've come around good good 
I just, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get you, I wanted to get you there eventually. I just didn't, I, it, see, you had to, I knew you had to get there on your own. I knew I couldn't just come out and be like, whatever. I mean, I, again, and I pressured you. I put you on the spot. I said, Seth, would you fire John Gruden? To be honest, I would have too, because it's the easy thing to do. Yeah. You know, I would have supported him. I'd probably pay him. Not not supported him in the sense of like I would have been like everything he said is fine. I mean, I would have probably supported him, made sure he was okay moving on, and just say, look, it we're parting ways, John. I like you as a guy. I think what you said was wrong. Um, in a couple of years, let's see if we can reunite, and you've proven that you're fine. You know what I mean? He's not even that old. Like he's still got a future. I think you'll see Gruden coach again. I honestly believe that. But whatever. That'll be well, interesting to see. So, Seth, we have a couple more things to get to. Uh, I don't want to linger on this for too long. I want to talk Chappelle at some point. I know you're fired up about Chappelle. Um, I don't really care about the Chappelle thing. We'll get to that in a sec. All right, we'll be, we'll be back in one second. We're going to do a quick trivia segment, um, and then we're going to get to Chappelle, and then we'll do headlines. So we'll be right back. I, I have to say, before we go on to the next segment, I have the old headlines audio queued up, and I cannot wait to put it in this when I'm editing it later. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, of course I do. I still have all of our old episodes, all of the, like, literally everything, all of the, you know, see, everything that we I'm ever like, I'm like Gruden, see? Like, I wanted that shit gone, and now it's, like, here... Yeah, but you if know, we're going to call it headlines, gonna... I have to use the audio. Like, I can't not do it. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. All right. We'll be right back with trivia. Give us a, give us a second. Your face like a book. Yeah, it looks easy to love a bubbly man. Brother, it's a harder than it looks. She's as pretty as a picture. So the point, the point of this segment. That yeah, that was a that was a fun segment. I, I agree. I mean, Gruden was. I knew that was going to be controversial. I didn't want to linger on it. You can't say too much about that for too long without getting yourself in trouble, even if you don't say anything wrong, because you're going to piss off somebody out there eventually, you know. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to do this trivia segment because, as you guys know, at TBR we do trivia a lot. There's a whole show de- you know devoted to it on the booth review. We have trivia episodes. Um, I'm pretty good. I'm undefeated season, season two or whatever season we're in. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted our show, us two to be the most prepared people on trivia. So every episode, Seth and I are going to bring each other one trivia question each, (coughs) excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, just to get ourselves prepared. So Seth, I have one ready for you. I don't know if you have one ready for me. I Um, I do have one ready for you. This is going to start. Go for it. MLB managers have been thrown out of games, some more than others. Oh, I should know this. (laughs) Can you give me the top three managers to be ejected in the MLB? And then with the top one, how many games he was ejected? Seth, I do not want to see you on your phone. Okay, so here, here is my phone. This is the screen. So I'm going to show yep. it to Carp so he can see that I'm not, and I'm not typing. I right? see it. So I know that the most was an Atlanta Braves manager. Um, not an Atlanta Braves manager. 
the Atlanta Braves manager for, you know, 29 seasons or something stupid. The problem is I can picture his face, but I can't think of his name. I do know, however, that he was just uh, ejected from at least a full season's worth of games. I want to say it was like either 162 exactly, or it was like 161, something like that. It All was right, like, so I will say this. You are right about that. He was ejected 162 times. He's the MLB's all-time is, yeah. ejection, which is a full season. It's just unbelievable. But now here's the thing. I have no idea who else is like famous for getting for getting ejected. Um, like the Seth, the I, first time Seth, the Mets I, faced on, Seth, the Dodgers in Seth. 2016 after they had taken out um Tejada in 2015. And Terry Collins got ejected, and there's that very funny audio of him going, "Your ass is," or I think it's the umpires. No. Our ass is in the jackpot now. It's so funny. One, then there's the one where he chases him down. He's going, "You gotta give us a shot. You gotta." Yeah, give us yeah, a shot. that one. One, you gotta give us a shot. I, I believe he calls him a. Uh, I believe Terry Collins could no longer manage in the in the MLB. I believe based off of what he said. <laughs> Probably I not. He uses a homo homophobic slur as well in that rant um which is a shame because terry collins was freaking hilarious until Still that moment of course. <laughs> uh, um but no terry collins is not there all right do you have the manager for the braves name is it is there is it buddy something i don't even know it, it it's bobby cox bobby cox fuck okay i really should have known that right, we said, number we two was ejected 121 times Okay. Okay. Give, give me like a team. team. Give me a team. Yeah. He managed for the New York Giants and the Baltimore Orioles with his latest season, 1932. So this was long ago, my friend. Oh, I'm never Paul getting that. And it's three World Series. John McGraw. Yeah, never would have gotten that. And then number three. Would you like a team? Yeah, give me a team. Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay. New York, Chicago Cubs, and Houston Astros. Again, a Hall of Fame manager. Born in Springfield, Massachusetts. How about that? Home of the NBA Hall of Fame. I got Le- nothing. I have no idea. Who? Leo DeRosha. Oh, I know that name. Number four, Earl Weaver. Number five, Tony LaRussa. Who is, by the way, climbing the charts, still managing it. <laughs> yes, sir. That man but, should not have a job right now. Whatever. Not the point. But there you go, Seth. So you got better today. You learned something. Yes, I did. All right. So my trivia is also baseball related. The first ever World Series was in 1903. The Boston Americans defeated Pittsburgh. I don't know what their team name was back then. Uh, in 1903. Now, Carp, can you tell me how many games the series lasted? I, I will I will settle for either the total number of games in this series that got played, or it was best of insert number here. So best of three, best of five, best of seven, you know, whatever, right? Best of one, it was one game. 
incorrect. It was actually best of nine. And the Boston Americans won five to three. Pittsburgh went up three to one and then lost four straight. And you thought Golden State blew a three one lead. Wow. <laughs> and then in 1904, there was no World Series. I'm not entirely sure why. They played 20 games in 1903. Hmm? They played too many games in 1903. So they- yeah, they probably did play too many games in 1903. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, every single world series after that was decided, um, by a seven game series with the exception of three from 1919 to 1921. Hmm. Interesting. Pretty good. Everything else is a seven game series. They had that one weird and apparently in 1994, there was no world series because there was a player strike. The more, you know. Wow. All right. All right. Nine-game World Series, 1903. Interesting. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some Dave Chappelle and then get to headlines and then get out of here. All right. Give us a break. She is small. Got a smile that'll hold you together and a touch that'll tear you apart. All right, Seth. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Okay, so this is a everyone I feel like knows who Dave Chappelle is, right? Dave Chappelle is this comedian. I'm already frustrated with you. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is funny. Period. Yes, absolutely. I undeniably funny. That's number one. Now continue. Okay, so in Dave Chappelle's new docu or er, new comedy series on Netflix. He makes a lot of jokes, naturally, because it's a comedy series. He can offend pretty much anybody he wants. He can say whatever joke he wants. He's allowed to at this point, right? Dave Chappelle. What do you mean he, he's just done it so much that people just kind of let him do it now. But he's also... You know, a lot of the times he's just playing on stereotypes, right? So it's not necessarily the most politically correct thing in the world, but a lot of the times it's based in truth, you know? Like, it's stuff that, you know, a lot of people just don't have the balls to say. But a particular joke that he makes involves this. He starts it off like this. So there, imagine there's this ancient civilization, right? And they're on Earth, this group of people. And all of a sudden, they get the ability to space travel, right? They you know, manufacture their spaceships, whatever. And they go and they leave their land for, oh, let's say 1900 years. And they go out into space and it, quote, doesn't work out very well for them. So they decide to come back to Earth and they claim, this is the, you know, very important, they claim the land as theirs and decide to forcibly take it over and, you know, kick other people out. And he says, and in this movie... I'm going to call it Space Jews. The problem is, none of this is based in fact. So the real story is the Jews were indigenous to Israel. Now, this is not to say that the Palestinians were not also indigenous to Israel. There's such thing as multiple different groups of people being indigenous to the same land. It's possible, people, okay? Then, roughly uh, 2,000 years ago, Oh, a bunch of empires 
started taking over the land and kicked the Jewish people out. So there's the first part, right? Chappelle says that these space Jews manufactured their ability to leave. They and left. He said they left, to leave. Guess, on their own right. will. Right, they, they, they of, left, implied right. of their like own were, will. It's not like they were enslaved and taken and things like such. Right, exactly. The Jews were kicked out of Israel. They did not leave on their own accord. And then for the next 2,000 years, he says <laughs> it didn't go very well for them. 1492, kicked out of Spain. You had three choices. Halakhically, in Judaism, you had two, but we'll get to that in a second. You could either leave, convert to Christianity, or you die. So in Judaism, the answer is you either die or you leave. Those are your two options. Now, most people left. There were some who wrongly converted, and still it's just a very complicated issue there. And then there were a bunch of famous rabbis that became martyrs, right? Then, in this interesting period that you know i don't know if you've ever heard of it called the holocaust in the 40s six million jews were slaughtered for being jewish so i don't know about you carp but to me the 1900 years didn't just not go well okay they were pretty fucking bad yep and then after that the jews are like we have nowhere to go We need a homeland. So what happens? Well, Britain had control over the area, which is today called Israel, under the British mandate over Palestine. That's what it was called back then, right? So a bunch of Jews immigrated from Europe and from other places into Israel, right? There was this huge immigration back to their homeland. This was not a, we're coming back and we're claiming this land. This was a, we're returning to our ancestral homeland. Right, so this immigration would be the wrong word in, then. That, that Yes, I guess immigration would also kind of be the wrong word, but you also have to remember this is generation, you know, it's been... Yeah, it's like return of the Jedi. They're coming back. Stop. It's been 1,900 years or so since all these, you know, since a huge amount of Jews were living there, right? So it's, it is a return, but it's also, you know, most of these people... You know, it's so many generations removed that you could call it immigration, but it's not like, you know, it'd be like if Americans were forced out of America and then 2000 years from now decided that they want to return to where their ancestors are from. Right. But they come back and the British mandate over Palestine expired at the end of 1947. Right. 1947 through into 1948. So the entirety of 1947, there were negotiations going on as to what this land would become. Now, there were multiple different proposals, um, some of which part of Jerusalem, really the the biggest issue without getting super into the weeds on this is Jerusalem because both Jews and Palestinians want control over Jerusalem, right? And so there were all these different land proposals where part of it would be Israel and part of it would be Palestine. Okay, Israel and Israelis were willing to accept many of these proposals. The Palestinians rejected every single one. There was not a single proposal that they accepted because they wanted either control of the whole land or control of all of Jerusalem. And because the Israelis were willing to, you know, back off a little bit on some of their demands and, you know, negotiate. I can't think of um, compromise. Compromise. Thank you. Since they were willing to compromise, they ended up with what is now the state of Israel. And then he says the, the whole part about, you know, kicking people out and the, the bloodiness and killing people. You know what happened when Israel declared independence in 1948? All of the Arab countries surrounding them 
attacked. Right? This little tiny country who hasn't even set up an army at this point, like not an official one, like they've got some fighting forces, gets attacked by all by Egypt, by Jordan, by Syria, like all of these places around them are just all of a sudden attacking them. And they manage not only to fight everybody back, no, 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 no. They manage to gain more land in the process over the next 20 years. Right? So by 1967. Not only does Israel control what is now today Israel, they also control the entire Sinai Peninsula. They have beaten up on these Arab countries so bad that they control more land than it began with. And now over time, it's shrunk more and there's more and, you know, and there's a whole lot of political issues that go on in the area. But I'm not just going to sit here and say, you know, Dave Chappelle's allowed to make this joke because it's just factually incorrect. But, okay, all right. So let's get to the crux. Was the joke not funny? I, I don't think it is funny because it tries to delegitimize the state of Israel, which is something I don't find funny. So, right. So let's talk about it, though. There's there's two sides to everything, especially this right now. If you watch different media outlets and you listen to different people, there are people that support Israel and there are people that support Palestine. That's just the facts of the matter, Seth. Right? Whether it's right or wrong. At the end of the day, right, I, I'm pro-Israel. Okay. That's, that's number one. I fucking laughed out loud at that joke. I don't know why. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. And I'm pro-Israel. And maybe it's because I'm not Jewish, so I don't understand the long suffering and whatever i can pretend i understand but i don't really understand you know what i mean i can i can be empathetic but it's not the same so sure but i laughed now i try to understand it in the sense of like huh maybe that was pretty offensive but who gives a shit it's a joke that's how i see it right you know what i mean even if it's factually incorrect okay so you don't have to laugh you don't have to watch. You don't have to support Dave Chappelle. Who gives a shit? He doesn't support you. Don't support him. But don't cancel him. Don't go after him. Don't say don't watch Chappelle. I mean, don't watch Chappelle. That's that's not at all what I'm advocating for. I should make that I know, clear. But I'm are, just advocating for him. There yeah, are those there, I don't think that's And that. I don't think Chappelle should apologize for what he said. If that's what he believes, he's allowed to say it. Right? There are rules. There are laws in this country. There are, there are things that protect speech and opinion, and you're allowed to have those, whether they're right or wrong, right? You no longer have to be a Chappelle fan, Seth. I'm not forcing you. Actually, I might, because if I say, Seth, we're going to talk about it on the show, watch it. But I'm saying nobody's forcing you to watch Chappelle, you know? So it doesn't matter what he says, which brings me to the next thing. Why has the blowback not been on the Jewish joke? If you watch the news, listen to the news, go on Twitter, oh, there is very, very, very little chatter about his Jewish joke. It's because according Nobody, to liberals, Jews are white. Well, who cares what liberals say and who's white and who cares? I agree with that. But why does it, are, are transgenders not white? I mean, yeah, they are. Oh, a lot of them, are, I should say. I should have Some, right? <laughs> the transgender knows no color. Um, <laughs> the end of the day, what we care about right now is transgenders. We don't give a shit about the Jews. 
That sounds stupid. I'm just saying the Twitter's. You know what I'm saying? No, I under. I completely understand what you're right saying now, because we've been fighting this battle ourselves. Right. Well, no, no, not yourselves. You have allies. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. Hello. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> the 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 point is right now the Twitter sphere and the fake outrage or the real outrage out there right now is for the transgender community and people are trying to cancel Chappelle. Um, and I guess my thing that bothers me about this, like, why, like, why are we doing it now? He's been saying the same jokes for years. I've never heard him say anything like this about Jews. That's why I got all up in arms about it. I just, I like, in my opinion, like, I, I would just like to see him say, like, look, this was factually incorrect. I stand by my joke. I'm going to continue to make jokes. What if he believes it's factually true? I mean, it's just not. (laughs) <laughs> like it's just right. so blatantly false. <laughs> but who cares? I know you care, but if he if he thinks it's true, then who are you to tell him it's false? Even if you believe it, you can go out and say, guys, it's, what's it's weird because it's not a matter of belief; it's a matter of history. <laughs> like Man, it's like him I, saying I that's totally not factually that. incorrect is like saying that the United States didn't you know, declare independence in 1776. Like, like, it's just fact. Like, if he was like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that the United States declared independence in 1704. Like, no, that's just not right. That's just not. But who cares? Right? He's wrong. Absolutely he's wrong. But I'm saying the most you're allowed to do is say Dave Chappelle is wrong. Where it goes too far is saying that, hey, this joke is offensive. You can no longer insult Jewish people. This joke is offensive. You, can t- you can't tell that joke. This joke is offensive. You need to be removed from Netflix and lose your contract, right? So let's get off the Jewish one for a second. Let's talk about the transgender comments because they want his head. Netflix employees walked out on, on uh, Netflix. There's been protests about it. I don't think Dave Chappelle will ever work with Netflix again. I think his contract is up. I know that for a fact. And I don't think they'll renew. What do you, what's, what, so what's going like, on? I didn't watch the documentary, right? I heard you about. You mean you didn't watch the, 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 the stand, comedy the, special. The, Excuse me. I don't yeah, know why special. I keep on calling it a documentary. I, I did because not watch the comedy special. <laughs> no, I, I, I watched the specific <laughs> joke about you. Here's the thing. I follow a lot of accounts. Okay. I follow a lot of Jewish accounts and I follow a lot of like Jewish pride accounts and you know, whatever. Right. Like. You know, all the pro-Israel <laughs> propaganda shit, okay? Likewise. Um, and so I saw it through that, and then I looked up the joke, and I listened to the thing, right? Okay. I didn't listen to the rest of it, right? So I'm not going to make a statement on whether or not what he said about transgender people was, you know, factually incorrect or if it was, you know, hurtful or in any way. Knowing who J- Dave Chappelle is and the comedy specials of him that I have seen that I found hilarious— I imagine they were pretty offensive, but that's just who Dave Chappelle is, you know? And if he's been allowed to do it for this long, it's not like, like, it's not like he's just randomly done this out of the blue, right? Like he's had comedy specials for years. There's the word allowed. He's been allowed to do this. What people don't understand is that the United States grant you rights. Everything you do is protected. You have rights. No. You're allowed to talk. There Not is a freedom of speech that you do. There's a difference between hate speech is protected. Understood. 
uh, understood. However, comedy is meant to stir up. And listen, what Dave Chappelle does now is literally what he's the only comedian that does this. This was comedy for a hundred years. This was comedy. It was what are the hot button issues of today? Okay, here's some hot button issues of today. LGBTQ, Israel. Those are some hot button issues of today. Here's Dave Chappelle with opinions and a comedian. His job is to use his opinions to form jokes to then tell people. And if people laugh, great. If they don't, too bad. He doesn't have an audience. He doesn't make money. He doesn't succeed. That's how the American way works, especially for comedy, right? And so the avenue is, I always use this. I always use this. Um, I, I, one of my favorite radio hosts, a guy named Jerry Callahan, used to be a Boston radio guy. I liked him. He got kicked off the air for different things and kind of got canceled. Um, he used to have this quote. It was, when a conservative likes, um, sorry, when a conservative dislikes a radio host or what a radio station is saying, they change the channel. Okay? When a liberal dislikes the radio host or the radio station, they demand that the radio host start saying different things or get taken off and lose their job. That's the difference. The right says in the in the Jewish people, most of them in this scenario are saying eh, what Dave Chappelle said was factually incorrect, stupid, misinformed, and not funny. But who cares? I just won't listen to him and I won't support him. What the other side is saying is, oh my God, what Dave Chappelle said offended me. He shouldn't have a job. He should lose his contract with Netflix. He, we demand he apologize and we demand he never do comedy again and don't make fun of us. There's a huge difference there. One is we disagree. Screw you. But you're allowed to do what you're doing. And the other one is I disagree. Shut up. I don't know. I think that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting difference. I do, too. I, I think that there's, a you know, and we're also discussing something, you know, and obviously this kind of goes back a little bit to the Gruden thing. You know. A lot of these people like. You know, if Dave Chappelle was to never do a comedy show again, he'd be fine, right? Because he's making money. But, you know, your your average person who gets canceled, you know, they're fucked if they can't get a job, right? Like, so are we really saying that someone saying some of the wrong things and then we're not giving them the chance to, you know, fix it or, you know, we're not just like, hey, you know what? I disagree with you, but you be you, man. Like, we're saying that, you know, them now dying and going hungry because they can't put food on the table because they can't get a job like it just doesn't make any sense to me you know like yes, yes you know how right. when you were a kid and you did something and your parents got mad at you about it but then your brother or your sister did something similar and they didn't get as mad at them and that made you want to do it more like, and you, like, started to want to, like, you know, s spite your parents instead yes. of, like, learning from your mistakes. I feel like that's what this is, right? Like, if we keep on just, like, canceling people the first time that they do something, which, I mean, granted, this is not the first time Dave Chappelle said it, but it's just weird to me that we're all of a sudden getting on him, like, hard, hard getting on him at this point. Um, you know, 
it, the, the more and more we're like someone makes one public mistake and all of a sudden we're like, nope, get rid of them. Bye. The less you're going to be able to fix the issues, right? Like if you have somebody who, you know, sure. take Morgan Wallen for an example, right? Has a video come out of him using the N word, right? How yep. are people like him ever going to not use the N word if they're just immediately like, punished lose their career lose revenue for you know a year or two because he can't do shows or you know he on his own pulls himself out from doing live shows like how is that going to change anything instead of being like look you really should not say this let's work with you as opposed to punishing the person by taking away their livelihood like you're not going to gain sympathy when you're hurting people more than like what their words have done to you i agree I agree. You catch more bees with honey or whatever the whatever the freaking metaphor is, whatever. However, I think there's a difference between comedy and everyday life. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The first being Dave Chappelle. Well, Netflix does pay him for his specials. That's because he makes the special. He creates the content. He is the value. He's the most popular comedian on the on a planet right now, period. He's bigger than Eddie Murphy. He's bigger than Seinfeld. He's bigger than Kevin Hart. Chappelle's the man right now. That's just a fact. So he's going to demand money, and he's going to get eyeballs. The key is, I pay for a subscription for Netflix. I pay for it. I then search for Dave Chappelle's special, click on it, and watch it. If he then makes a comment about something that would offend me, right? Whatever. I just won't click on a Dave Chappelle special next. That's it. I think that's the end of the argument, at least in my mind. Like, Or I realize it's a freaking joke. It's meant to laugh. That one I didn't find funny. Let me stick around and laugh at something else. That's all. That's there's the just so much stuff that they have available for you to listen to as well. Like there's yeah, so cool. much available. You want to listen to some fake funny stuff? Go listen to like Amy Schumer or like some dumb <laughs> like comedian that tells you what you want to hear is like, oh, you know what sucks? Like white men. And then everybody go, ha, 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 that is funny. Like shot. Like who cares? That's comedy right now. You watch the view like Whoopi Goldberg. She used to be a comedian. <laughs> Done. Whatever. 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 Let's get to headlines. But. We'll go to headlines next. I think that that all kind of takes care of itself. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You have anything more to add from Chappelle? If you no, wanna. I don't. All right. So let's go to headlines, and I'll wrap this thing up. It's headlines. All right, everybody. We're back. It's your favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. It's headlines. <laughs> headlines. Nice. So pumped for that. All right, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? All right, so MLB World Series going on right now as we speak. They're in the middle of the game, middle of the sixth. Braves are winning five to one. Charlie Morton has been taken off the mound. He just pitched with a broken leg in the middle of the World Series, struck out some of the best hitters on planet Earth, including Jose Altuve. Unbelievable performance by that guy. An absolute warrior. Hats off to Charlie Morton. Good for him. 
I hope that his team loses. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. Did, were you watching it when it happened? No, no, no. So it was right before we got on. He actually struck out his last batter and then pointed down at his leg and got taken off the mound. That's insane. Yeah, he was like, I can't go anymore. He was kind of, which, like, respect. But, like, yeah, he struggled out his last guy that he faced and walked off the mound. I was, wa- I was watching right before we hopped on. He's on some um, Greg Campbell-type shit with that, man. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, something about Charlie Morton. I saw he's now been in the World Series three different times with three different teams in the last five years. Have you really? That? Yeah. Uh, Rays. Braves and who else was he with? Well, in the last five years, it's been Dodgers, Astros. Um, let's see, twenty sixteen wasn't that a Giants? Was twenty sixteen the Giants? I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, He's with Houston. No, he's with Houston. Oh, he was with Houston. Okay. Yeah, he was with Houston, Tampa, and Atlanta. Kind of cool. It's actually. I mean, guys. Winning pitcher. I remember when he was young with uh, Pittsburgh. He was supposed to be better than he was. He's got a lifetime four ERA. Good pitcher. Been pitching for a while. Good for him. Well, not good for him that he broke his leg, but good. Good to see a warrior today. Uh, uh, I got a couple. I have a couple. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, good. We could always use an extra one. Well, I had one prepared. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing that we should say real quick. Of course, you'll notice those of you who were fans of the Robbie Carpenter Morning Show will notice we're down a host, which if you really were a fan, you would already know that, you know, our other host had dropped off a little bit at the end because of, you know, work and stuff. Um, we, we have not had a falling out with Brandon Bruce. We still love Brandon Bruce. Brandon Bruce loves us. It's just a little bit too hectic for him right now. We don't want it to seem like we just kicked Brandon off. Believe you me, we wanted or to have Brandon left. back. He is just, or that he left. We just, you know, it, the right now from a scheduling standpoint, it's just a little bit tough for him. So, Brandon, if you choose to listen to this, we love you, man. We'd love to have you back on whenever it's easy okay. for you. Actually, it may be in guest form, but he'll come back. Um, yeah, so Michael Jordan's rookie pair of shoes. Did you see that? His rookie I shoes. I did see that, yes. They sold for nearly $1.5 million. Unbelievable. Stinky, smelly pair of shoes. $1.5 million. Kind of crazy. I, I wish I had that kind of money. How much would you pay for it? Let me see. That. I what's your, Who's like your guy? Like your idol? David Wright? It would be like a David Wright or a well, Jose, Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes was my favorite player growing up, oh. for sure. Like, he is my all-time favorite athlete. Um, would you pay more for his shoes or his jockstrap? <laughs> shoes. I don't want a jockstrap. <laughs> I, I have a signed Jose Reyes jersey that I love and cherish very much. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would if I had the money to pay one and a half million dollars for a pair of Michael Jordan shoes, I a hundred percent would. Like, no doubt in my mind. On that, you see how much the Buccaneers fan was compensated. This is yes. So this is an interesting thing. So he ends up getting a signed Tom Brady jersey, a game ball. Um, actually, I think it was two signed Tom Brady jerseys. It was uh, a a game ball from the game, uh, a signed um, 
wide receiver, really good wide receiver. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, thank you. Signed jersey from Mike Evans. Season tickets for the remainder of this season and for all of next season. He gets two seats. A Bitcoin. That's right. Yes. Game worn cleats. How much is one Bitcoin worth right now? As of earlier today, 62000 but it could be worth like 4000 now for all I know. Yeah, I saw, I saw something funny. It was like a guy made essentially over the median salary in the United States, you know, because he got handed a football at a, at a, at a you know, at an Which NFL is, game. It's just so I saw, insane. Yeah, I saw a good tweet. It was like, I'm so sitting front row at the Bucks when Brady has 699. Just I'm going <laughs> to, so I can take a year off of work. I don't know. That's kind of nuts. Would you have given the ball back or would you have held on to it? It's so hard to think of in the moment. I would have, like, there's no doubt in my mind that I would have in some way gotten that football to Tom Brady. But that being said, I would have held on to it until at least after the game, I feel like. Or at least, like, had them take me into a different area so that I could hold on to it and negotiate a little bit. Because from what I understand, this guy, like, straight up just gave. Give me a second to think about what it means. Right. Right. Like I, I, I was going to give the ball back no matter what, but I want, what would you ask for I can possibly. Okay. I would want to meet Tom Brady. I would want to hand him the ball myself. That's number one. Um, I would want to, Ooh, I, I would want the season tickets for like maybe five years. I would ask for five and be willing to negotiate down to two. But like, if I could get five, like that would be the ideal. I'd ask um, for tickets for life. Ooh, tickets for life. That'd be that'd be tough. Yeah, I would love you, tickets for life. You, well, then you negotiate to like 35 years instead of, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, instead of starting at five, but whatever. Right. And then I would want a signed Tom Brady jersey. Um, And then if I wasn't like, you know, if, you know, I, I'm assuming that I'm a Buccaneers fan, right? And like I'm there's probably some other guy on the team who's been there for a couple of years who I'm a big fan of who isn't Tom Brady. I'd probably want to sign something from that. I want to make sure that like I had pictures with Tom Brady when I got, you know, and I I think I would be okay there with the season tickets and the sign it like meeting Tom Brady, the photos, the signed jersey. Yeah, I think I think I would be okay with giving the ball back because that clearly would mean a lot more to him than it would mean to me. You know, even if I was a Bucks fan, even if I was a diehard Brady fan, which I am Brady guy, like at the end of the day, I'd be like, you know what? He should have this ball. So I'd give him the ball back, but I would ask for, I like everything he got. I would have asked for tickets for life. Um, and I would have asked, see if I could play a round of golf with Brady. That would be sick. I would have asked there was... for one round of golf with Tom Brady. That would have been. It sounded awesome. the guy like was like, yeah, you know, if they give me a chance to negotiate up, I'll be like, yo, maybe can I play around a golf? I think, I think, yeah, I think that if you look at it, like, okay, having the Brady ball displayed in your house would be cool, right? Like, this is Tom Brady's 600 touchdown pass, or you have a story for life where you say, I was handed Tom Brady's 600 touchdown pass. I then had to give the ball back, but I negotiated for this, 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 and this. I had a golf round with Tom Brady, and this is what he told me during that round. And he gave me this detail, and he said he hated Wes Welker and that Giselle's a bitch and she cheats on him. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, could, <laughs> you get the juice. Like, I, I want that stuff. I, I, I don't know. 
But yeah, I don't know. I would give the ball back, but I'd ask for that for a round. Definitely. There's there's only there's a small handful of athletes that I would not give back a milestone ball for. Um, Alex Rodriguez is one of them. I think Alex Rodriguez is a prick for numerous reasons. The story I always tell when people ask me why, which, you know, isn't that often because most people don't like him anyway. Um, but I had an old buddy who I did jujitsu with, um, who served in the army and he was stationed in, uh, Texas at the time that Alex Rodriguez was a, um, a ranger and the Rangers hosted a bunch of guys from the place where he was stationed. And at the end of the game, they invited them to come into the locker room. Everybody on the team came up to them, shook their hands. Thank you for your service, photos, autographs, whatever, right? Alex Rodriguez sat in his locker the entire time, just filling with his cleats. And ever since I heard that story, I've hated Alex Rodriguez. Um, Chase Utley, number two on the list. Fuck Chase Utley. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely dirty slide to take out Ruben Tejada, ruin his career. Um, Part of the game. He's playing hard, trying to get his team win. I'm trying to think, there, there. I, I don't know that I have anyone else. Trying to get his team a win. I think those are really the number two, the, the like two guys that I would not give back a milestone, just like home fight. run, to be a dick, just out of spite, just to be a dick. Good for you. <laughs> That's all I, I can think. Of. That's so something I would do. I love it. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm trying to like. Uh, I, I I honestly can't think of anybody else that I just like have a visceral hate for in sports. Anything else you want to get to on the podcast before we call it, or you good? No, I think I think that's everything. I think it's been a good episode. I think we've kept it decently short. Um, it's probably an hour, but an hour, which is fine. Yeah, which what would you? All right. Well, we'll be back. I don't know if we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see. Um, We'll figure it out. But, yeah, we'll be back at least one more time this week uh, with another show. Uh, Thanks for listening. It's good to be back, and uh, we'll catch you later.